0: football picks and bets presented by that's right prize picks i am your host lauren carpenter and you may know me as stepmom lauren and we have a super fun show lined up today we have obviously week one prize picks we have hot takes we have late round targets that you should be going after in your drafts that's right this is the last weekend labor day weekend before real football actually begins and my illustrious guest and i we will be talking about our favorite and probably most exciting matchups that we are looking forward to in week one. And as always, everybody, if you have not yet signed up for prizepicks.com with promo code MMN, it is not too late. Go and do it because you get your deposit of up to $100 matched. That's right. It's like free money. That is super fun. But not only do we have this awesome promo code mmn on prizefix.com but we have a brand new contest it's the Seven Eleven challenge now first you can sign up with that promo code mmn obviously because you get your deposit doubled but if you already signed up that's okay because you are eligible too all you have to do to qualify is submit five over under entries on any contest except monday nights that total seven dollars and eleven There are weekly $50 bonuses for all five picks that are correct on top of your 10 time win from your entry and a season leaderboard with promo payouts are shown after week 18. So first place gets $3,000 second place $1,500 third 1,000 fourth 500 fifth 250 it's like there's so many things going on here I am already out of breath there is also a $100 bonus for the person who comes get this exactly in the middle. And then another $100 for the person who comes dead last, which I think is kind of fun. In order to qualify for those, you'll have to make that entry 18 weeks of the season. So remember that. You have to do it 18 weeks of the season, and you only get one entry per week. And the leaderboard will update on Monday nights, hence why there's no Monday contest included. Your first five-pick entry must be for $7.11. That is how it's tracked and it's going to be a ton of fun remember don't forget that you can sign up with that promo code mmn or follow the link follow the link click on the link either one you're still following it to the same target that's in the description of this video promo code mmn to get your deposit match no you don't have to use promo code mmn in order to play in the contest but hey be kind of fun to have that money to play in the contest am i right okay We have a lot to get to after all of that with all these crazy fun things that are going on with prize picks. So let me bring in my, as I called him illustrious, shall I say, famous, nay, fabulous, nay, just so many wonderful things. It is Laquan Jones coming back to hang out with me. I don't know why. He's just way (laughs) too nice. Laquan, thank you so much again for joining me. How are you, my friend?
1: Of course, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, doing great. I'm ready to talk some football. We are one week away from live football, where it counts, where it matters, where we get to see full speed, hard hitting football.
0: It's it's almost too good to be true. Like I yeah. feel like I'm gonna wake up and it's gonna be you know June, and we're like, no, <laughs> it's gonna be really sad. But if that did happen, then I think I would know, I would really know what to do when it came to who I was picking, especially for prize picks, of which we can actually start looking at week one, which is super fabulous. And as always, what we're going to do here is we're going to go ahead and go from the categories and tabs on prizepicks.com, which are rushing, rushing, passing and receiving, that's a rushing, receiving I can just (laughs) mesh them all together. It doesn't even matter. So if you're following along, (laughs) go ahead and follow along on those tabs with us. But Laquan, tell me first, what are some like smash autos here under rushing that you are just like must do? Let's go.
1: All right. So first up, I got Ronald Jones for 50.5 yards versus Dallas. So I have the over Mm -hmm. for Ronald Jones. I believe this is something that is very doable, being that I still have Dallas as that lingering kind of not too good defense. I think Micah Parsons isn't going to upgrade that defense completely, not all of a sudden. So I really think they're still going to be respecting the past because you have Tom Brady, the GOAT as the quarterback. So therefore that means less stack boxes. That means Ronald Jones is going to be able to hit those holes. Now, ever since playoff Lenny, whatever you want to call him, Leonard Fournette has entered the picture. We've been seeing a very angry runner out of Ronald Jones so Bruce Arians still looks at him as the guy so this is an obvious smash for me to have him be able to achieve over the 50 yards
0: I like that real quick question before I want to get your second take because I think you do have a second one here do you feel that Ronald Jones is super disrespected like in redraft
1: yes it's crazy because he's I know right every year and it's weird that people still keep sleeping on him and I gotta say I gotta admit, last year I wasn't a believer, but I changed my tone once I started seeing him week to week. Like he is actually, you know, a good back. I can I can take him.
0: You know, one of the things that Bruce Arians said in the offseason, he was talking about how he's like great friends with all the players. And he's like, yeah, Lenny and I. And I was like, oh, right. yeah, you and Lenny just got and grabbed some beers. Like, again, I was super <laughs> Alexis from Shit's Creek right there. I apologize. But it's really funny because I feel like even Bruce Arians forgets that Ronald Jones is there. So you're right. He does play yeah. angry. He plays with this like, hey, I'm still here and I, I want to compete for this job. So I really like yeah. that. So what's your second one here under rushing?
1: Um, I got the under for Chase Edmonds for 43.5 yards like it's a little low it looks achievable but they're facing Tennessee, so I don't look to chase Edmonds for him to be getting the, the job done on the ground, especially with the healthy James Conner there who can be a very good backup or featured back now chase Edmonds we've seen him have a full workload. I don't look at him as a, a great runner. I look at him more as the pass catcher. So there's just one game last season that we watched him against Miami where he had 25 rushing attempts. He averaged 2.9 yards per carry with the full-on workload. So now you're throwing Kyler Murray in there with the rushing attempts. You have a James Conner who's probably going to, be going to be that guy for the short yardage. So I don't look for Chase Edmonds to get the job done on the ground. So 43.5, I'm going to take the under on there as a smash.
0: You know, I do, at first when I saw this, I was like, "Oh, really? But you're right. We There is a healthy James Conner that's here. And frankly, I want to see what he can do. And I'm pretty sure that his coaching staff wants to see what he can do yes. in real-time gameplay. Walk. So, we'll, yeah, we'll probably yeah. see a lot of James Conner. So, that is a super smart move. I like that. So, if you're okay. following along, everybody, we're going to move right on over to the passing category. And I love this pick, Laquan. Please
1: elaborate. So, I'm taking Justin Herbert for 274 yards. I know they're facing Washington, but I'm taking the over here. Now, hear me out. Now, I understand Washington's defense last year was very good. That secondary was lights out, but I don't fully believe that the Washington offense will be able to take on the LA Chargers defense now with new head coach Brandon Staley, former Rams defensive coordinator. And the Rams, if you're living under a rock, they were number one in defense. I like to flex on that as well. But if you Take Brandon Staley, you put him with a Chargers defense that was already playing hard, playing fast. They were stud defenses last year. Now you put a Brandon Staley there. That Washington offense is going to see a lot of three and outs, which makes that defense very tired. You have Justin Herbert, who's going to be slinging the ball. He only had three games last season under 250 yards. I'm loving the odds on that. Justin Herbert is going to feast against a very tired Washington defense in week one.
0: I love that because I love Justin Herbert so much. I like to say, like, when he had his long, you know, like flow, it, locks, it wasn't really yeah. that long. His <laughs> locks, his tresses, you know, he, it'd always be like, hey, hold my surfboard, watch this, you know? And then when he got it cut, it turned more into like, hold my juice box, watch this. Yeah. Like, I really preferred the surfboard one, but I still love Justin Herbert no matter what. But moving right along to receiving, speaking of young quarterbacks, and I don't know, maybe. There may have been some kind of news about this team in the off season. You have someone under receiving that uh, kind of involves that team. And I really, really like it. So tell me about it. Yes.
1: That. I'm actually happy that Mac Jones is named the starter. Cam Newton, unfortunately, he, he did lose a job, but Mac Jones was set up for success. And I'm taking New Smith for the over for 35 yards. This is a clear smash. Like we're talking Johnny mm-hmm. Smith. Over 35 receiving yards, yes, I am taking that 110%. This man in open space, I don't know if you need to look up highlights of John Smith. He is electric. He explodes off the ball in open space. I get really excited about talking about John New because he's like those tight ends that have that home run ability from anywhere on the field. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me 35 yards is all he has to achieve? That's a smash play. He can easily be one of the top targets in this offense going into the next year. So Smash Johnny Smith for the over for 35 yards.
0: I love that as well. I seem to be liking all of your picks. I also (laughs) like the next one. But before we get to that, another thing too, which you know people may or may not remember or may or may not forget is that rookie quarterbacks usually tend to like their tight ends. And when you're a tight end as talented, as large, as explosive. And as agile as Johnny Smith, um, look for him to make some serious waves throughout the entire season, not just yes. in week one. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we were talking a little bit about that Washington football team earlier. But mm-hmm. this is an example that like if you keep up on the news and you kind of just pay attention to some alerts that come around, yeah. I wouldn't have thought this in my head and I should have. Uh, because I'm the host of the show, but I'm really glad you have this next person in here because I'm like, oh my God, duh, I need to start looking for this a little bit more. So tell us your next person under that receiving for your over under.
1: I have Curtis Samuel for 43.5 yards. I'm taking the under on him against the Chargers being that I already explained that defense is going to be playing lights out week one. They're healthy. They're excited. It's week one football is back. So Curtis Samuel has been dealing with a groin injury most of the summer, if not all this summer. So I do look for him to get eased into this offense, not a full send, not to be out there making a huge impact. So I really feel like, you know, that Washington offense going to be dealing with a lot. They're going to be struggling. So therefore they may lean elsewhere. I don't think Curtis Samuel is like going to be a guy on the field. That's going to be having 43.5 yards or even above that. So I'm going to take the under on this. This seems like a smash play as well, just being that he's been dealing with injury all summer.
0: And that's exactly what I mean. I just got an alert that you know Ron Rivera is like, oh yeah, you know we're 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 expecting him to be like, no, not none of that says confidence to me. And (laughs) plus the the target, yeah, the target monster in that offense is Terry McLaurin or it's Logan Thomas. Let's be honest. So I really like that as well. I mean that just confirms like the under absolutely um, for sure. And everybody, I did not give my takes. I never do, but that doesn't mean that I won't. So. I am coming out with my own Monday prize picks, but stay tuned for that. I'm not gonna do it on this one. I'm just making Laquan do all of the work on his own because I'm bossy like that. And I can, like I said, it's my show, so deal with it. (laughs) Whatever. See, I'm telling you, our boss may come to regret this. I think our producer already does. Love you. Anyway, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We have fun here, we have fun here. And one other fun thing that we have planned, one of the few fun things that we have planned for the rest of the show are hot takes. And bold (laughs) predictions. I had several, but then the ones I thought were really spicy when I thought about it really weren't that spicy. You know, like probably the Chiefs and the Buccaneers will play for the Super Bowl again. Like doable, very doable, not that hot and spicy. So Laquan, I'm going to let you go first with your hot take.
1: Ooh, this one is spicy. It is spicy
0: and I love
1: it. I don't think people are ready to have this conversation about it. I don't think they are. Like Clyde, Edward, Hilaire, I think people need to understand to pump the brakes just a tad bit. Understand Andy Reid is saying he wants to get Ceh more involved in the passing game, but Derek McKinnon is there as well. I have a spicy hot take for you guys. I think Jerick McKinnon will out target Ceh for the rest of the season. That is something very capable to happen being that McKinnon is very pass catcher happy, he can be able to catch the back passes out of the backfield and be explosive from anywhere on the field. Now, if we look at, you know, the targets last year, Ceh had 54 targets, he caught 36 balls. I'm not too happy about that. That doesn't give me confidence that he's going to be used in that offense as such. If we look at Jared McKinnon last season, he had 46 targets for 33, uh, 33 catches. So it's like, yeah, he can do that job. He could take over that. So therefore, I think CH will be more focused on the early downs and short yards, et cetera. But when it comes to third down, they need to make the first down. I think Jared McKinnon is going to see all those targets.
0: Okay, I find that fascinating because when I for I actually just heard a podcast recently where there was, you know, some doubt on Clyde Edwards Allaire, who I absolutely adore. So when I saw this, I was like, flames on the side of my face one of my favorite movies clue it's absolutely mrs white i absolutely love it so or was she miss scarlet i don't remember which one she was i think she was mrs White. that's how much i love the movie i don't remember who said it but the thing with me the thing with me that i really appreciate what you're coming from here is that you're not saying that Jared mckinnon is going to finish higher than him Oh. In the overall fantasy ranks. No. So remember to look at this, because I don't necessarily think that this is all that hot or spicy ah. or bold when you look at it. Am I right? Yeah. But yeah. normally people would take it, would take it that way. But that <laughs> would not surprise me if that happened. However, I will throw one caveat at you, you know, because we are having this conversation. Yeah. CEH was just en fuego, and he had way more touches, he had way more snap counts. I don't really know about targets i don't have them right in front of me that was before levion bell was on the roster and when levion bell got on the roster then ceh just plummeted just because of a timeshare and it was volume it had really nothing to do with, with talent, talent.
1: Yeah. it's and not levion bell
0: Jarek mccannon we're kind of talking apples and oranges right there um but being involved in the passing game when andy Reid says that he wants to get clyde edwards or larry Mill- more involved in the passing game fraud lies that yes. means Jerk McKinnon is going to be getting more involved in I the I have that game. literally
1: written in my notes. I don't know Lies. why. I said it. like For him to say that, I think he's just saying he wants to get the running backs involved in general. Lies. It's not just CEH. It is a lie.
0: Lies, fraud. <laughs> he is a fraud when it comes to that. This is the epitome <laughs> of coach speak. So I do I do actually really like this. Is it spicy and is it bold? I think so because CEH truthers will probably throw some shade oh, yeah. in your they direction. Already
1: clicked out. As soon as I said that, they Next video,
0: <laughs> but I mean, I did, I did prepare this as like this is super bold yeah. and spicy. That's the point. That's the point, everybody. It's bold yeah, it and spicy and fun to it talk happen. about.
1: Yeah, exactly. It also, I, mean I
0: think, I think yours, mine, mine definitely is not going <laughs> to making it true. worse.
1: They're definitely leaving this video right now. <laughs>
0: I know they are, um, but no, see, is still going to do really well, though. People, It's going to do course. great. Just maybe not have as many targets and receptions as Jerick McKinnon. I yeah. am really not helping this hot take <laughs> thing. So I'm like totally believe it. Anyway, mine is not. My hot take after I went through a plethora of different ones is I think that Jameis Winston is not going to throw a single interception for at least the first four weeks of Ooh. the 2021 NFL season.
1: This is spicy. That's
0: my hot take. That's this my is hot spicy.
1: Take. I love it. Absolutely. The re- I love exactly. it. Exactly.
0: Thank you. And the reason why I'm throwing this out there is because a, it probably is not going to happen. So hence the spicy bowl take, yeah. <laughs> but let's say on the off chance that it even did. Okay. The, he is known as the 30 for 30, the 30 mm-hmm. touchdown season, the 30 interception season. That's just what he does. He's a big play guy. He's risky when he throws. And I think one of the things that he's done very well in the, um, I want to call it off season that he took as the backup, yeah. For a while, learning behind Drew Brees, learning under Sean Payton, I think these are things that have been really good for him. So I'm I'm hoping to like put it out into the atmosphere as a Saints fan, you know, like as you know, newly, newly fledged Saints fan, be gone Rams. So, you know, I'm I'm really hoping. Also, much love um to Louisiana, everyone who's dealing with this, and everyone along the East Coast who Ida is just, you know bending over. That sucks. So everyone, thoughts and prayers with you. Um, Please, if there's any way that you can help in your community, please feel free to do so. So I'm hoping I can put this out into the atmosphere for Jameis Winston, that maybe if I say that he won't throw an interception for the first four weeks, then maybe he won't, because I have that power, clearly.
1: (laughs) I think it's possible, though. I think he'll be more conservative. I don't think he'll be as aggressive as we saw him with Bruce Arians. You know, offense, we've seen Brady the first couple of weeks. He had like three interceptions in one game. And it's like, whoa, maybe it is Bruce Arians that's causing these interceptions, making the play calling so aggressive to go downfield. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people need to look at James Winston in 2019 when he finished QB4, by the way, threw for 5,000 yards. Hey, hello. Hey. He's in the offense where he was able to, well, Sean Payton was able to have Drew Brees throw for 5K five times. And there's only been eight NFL quarterbacks in history. To throw for five k, James. Look Winston. at you
0: and oh. those those stats right off the Boom. top. Blow my mind, Laquan. Come Boom. on, come James on. Clinton, I love it. Twenty twenty one season. <laughs> like we need to rename this segment from hot takes to like maybe reasonably okay takes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> like maybe we should just do that. But okay, so speaking of you know James Winston, okay, I consider him in redraft purposes kind of a sleeper and we touched on this on our last episode together Laquan when we were talking about draft strategies we kind of did an an overarching kind of thing what not to do don't get hammered don't let your friends bite you in the face I mean that was just mine yeah that doesn't happen to everyone (laughs) amazing story so weird (laughs) so weird but I wanted to focus in a little bit on something more specific for this episode and Mm -hmm. it's around those murky rounds where we we've recognized the names but unless you're Giant fantasy football dorks like we are, you may not necessarily know what's going on with the offense, what's changed, all of those things. So, I really like looking at some of those um, kind of middle late round guys. So, Mm -hmm. I'm going to rattle off some names here for you that I think for anyone listening, when you're going into your drafts this weekend, these are names that you should consider at the wide receiver position. And Laquan, interrupt me if you think yay or nay, but the Mm -hmm. wide receiver position, I like both. And or don't get both of the wide receivers. That would be a poor choice. Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. I really like them. And in half full point PPR, they're going around the late sixth, early seventh. Um, Those are guys that you can pick up as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Um, Even, I mean, if you already have some other wide receivers as a keeper, those are excellent death pieces. I like Teddy Bridgewater being named uh, the starter here for Jerry Judy. Um, I really like that. But I also like Cortland Sutton because he is that alpha wide receiver. He is the clear cut wide receiver one in that offense. And he's going in the seventh round that's pretty unbelievable he was a monster before he got hurt last season so Mm -hmm. a lot of people have kind of forgotten about him so he's dropped Um, another name Robbie Anderson like I know I know it's Robbie Anderson and he only starts light and fire when it's in you know playoffs but that's okay he's getting reunited with Sam Darnold and what's really good about this is Sam Darnold on the Panthers is in a brand new offense and he is going to look to Robbie Anderson as kind of a comfort security blanket for him because they yeah they they have that chemistry they have that rapport he doesn't really necessarily need to take a whole lot of time to build it with Robbie Anderson like he does with his other receivers like DJ Moore who I also happen to like but he's going pretty early I would actually pass on DJ Moore for this season and I would target somebody like Robbie Anderson I really like him um let's see here I have a lot of wide receivers so I'll go quickly LaVisca Chenault love him Yes. Uh, he's also very underrated. Marvin Jones Jr., Mr. Underrated of being underrated for the Jags. So I know My I just God. brought up LaVisca. Marvin Jones, uh, Every I think I've taken Marvin Jones in every single draft. He's always that like I've been there in.
1: in the 10th or 11th round. Oh, I like, know.
0: And you're like, how did we forget about this guy?
1: What are we doing?
0: <laughs> I know. And he is hes such a big play guy. He is awesome. I love Marvin Find Jones.
1: But, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly and he knows how to do it I mean and he can do it basically anywhere I love Marvin Jones and the last wide receiver I want to bring up here really quick is actually going to be Corey Davis now I have been a hater of Corey Davis for a while in that Me I mean I'll trash I'm like ew, Corey Davis stinky gross ew. but <laughs> I, ew, exactly oh my god David like not good like I don't like Corey Davis but this chemistry that he has created with Zach Wilson in the jets has been something pretty special. And you know what? Good for him because he deserves it. And also good for Zach Wilson, which I'm very excited about. And that was his, I mean, Zach Wilson only has eyes for Corey Davis. And I don't think that's going to change in the regular season. And Corey Davis is going late ninth round. I don't, particularly Ooh, expect that to stay at the ninth round considering a lot of people are starting to do a little bit more research yeah but they're starting to look <laughs> seventh to, seven to ninth round I am taking Corey Davis all day long I absolutely love those what about some wide receivers for you Laquan who are you looking for around those
1: rounds so around those rounds where it gets scary so you're probably at this time looking rename for-
0: the segment <laughs> around those <laughs> rounds so So
1: like the thing is when you look for wide receivers in those like scary rounds it's like guys that pop up as michael gallup uh cole beasley like josh palmer like i'm going to clump these three together these guys are in situations where i believe they can step up show up and show Mm -hmm. out when their name is called and they're getting drafted in these later rounds as your wide receiver three or four so therefore josh palmer he's going to be in the three wide receiver set Basically, with Tyron Johnson out of the way, being released, boom, there he has more. Which I thought
0: was kind of yeah. crazy.
1: It's nuts. To be I didn't even see that happening I whatsoever. Like, <laughs> like that was like so left field. So mm-hmm. when you get in those later rounds, you got guys like Michael Gallup, who's been on the platform to have like those hundred plus targets, and he's been able to handle that volume before C.D. Land was even in conversation. He was some weeks getting more looks than Amari Cooper. So therefore, we cannot forget about michael gallup in those later rounds i definitely like i can pick him up as my wide receiver three with dak back business is booming
0: i love it i love that michael gallup pick i have been stomping the ground for michael gallup and i should have put him in my list but you were wise and snagged him for (laughs) yours okay i'm gonna go touch on RBs next because running backs always gets so gross. When you get to these later rounds, they are <sighs> yeah. gnarly. There is such a drop off between solid running backs that you get early and then there's like garbage. But it yeah. doesn't mean that we cannot dumpster dive in said garbage for some hidden gems. And here are my hidden gems that I really like. Um Raheem Mostert, not quite so late. He's late 6th. Um people kind of forget about Raheem Mostert. I get it. Um often oft injured i should say because he yeah. literally tries to run through humans mm-hmm. run around them make a joke ju- no he doesn't he just runs into people he plays so <laughs> aggressively but he is fast and he can make plays happen i love raheem Mostert. also kind of a running back by committee so this way he's probably not going too high yeah. um, another one aj Dillon. you guys jamal williams has gone in detroit actually jamal williams is another one i think you should target but this <laughs> is aj Dillon. Who has a different skill set from Aaron Jones? The problem between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams is they were pretty similar in the things yeah. that they could do. So they ate in on each other's identity, if you will, a little bit. AJ mm-hmm. Dillon is not. He is a large
1: quadzilla. wrecking
0: ball. He is. He's Quadzilla. <laughs> he's a large wrecking ball human being that it breaks tackles. I mean, he, his yards after the catch are phenomenal. He is a one, he's a great player. And I think you can get him, what is it? uh ninth round so you can get him right 30, around mid yeah. mid to late ninth round and if anything he's a producing insurance policy behind exactly. aaron jones so there's a lot great there's a lot of good things going for aj dylan um kenneth gainwell is another name i'll sprinkle out there but nope. i don't love his name for the eagles as much as i love Kenyon drake who <laughs> is going to be the rb 1B is what I will call it for the Oakland Oakland oh my god I said Oakland Las Vegas man tell you what
1: I still say San Diego Chargers don't worry about it I know but you know what really call
0: them Las Vegas since they haven't even really played in their stadium yet
1: no no we can't we can't they're
0: Las Vegas Raiders Lauren get your mind out of 1925 (laughs) anyway but I'm just kidding so yeah I really love Kenyon Drake um especially in PPR formats Josh Jacobs is great. He finished as the RB8. Super awesome. But they did not pay Kenyon Drake $11 million, guaranteed $11 million, to put him on the sideline and be like, oh, look, a fun trick play. Go on, Kenyon. Go make some magic. Like, no, he is going to be involved. He is going to be involved. And that's, I mean, it's going to be Darren Waller. It's going to be Josh Jacobs. And it's going to be Kenyon Drake. Pass catchers, it's going to be Darren Waller and Kenyon Drake. Mm -hmm. I would love to see someone convince me otherwise because their wide receiving core in Las Vegas is weird. Um, I don't know what Mayock and Rudin are doing, but I don't care because I will take Kenyon Drake and I'm obviously going to take Darren Waller. What about running backs for you, Laquan? Who you got?
1: So I have Gio Bernard as like one of the guys (gasps) I've been grabbing a lot of.
0: I (laughs) I actually have not heard somebody bring up Giovanni Bernard as kind of a late round target. Listen, yourself, he is free.
1: He is very free. Like he could yes. be last pick and that those are the best picks when you find them carving out roles in offenses like the Bucks. So he can easily be Tom Brady's James White. And we've seen James White produce at least seven to 12 targets per game with a Tom Brady in that offense. So the volume is there for checkdowns. And obviously, we already know Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are going to be battling each other for the role of the pure ground runner, like pound for pound, but The pass catcher is there. He was signed. He was picked up for a reason. Therefore, if Brady couldn't get James White in free agency, hey, why not get Gio Bernard? Let's pay him less, and he'll come in and play the same exact role and still produce. I love Gio Bernard as my last pick, being that he is super, duper free.
0: Now, I'm super upset that I only have like two drafts left because I should have done that. <laughs> I love it because Giovanni Bernard was a stud when he was with the Bengals. I love nice. it. I absolutely, yeah, yes. I love that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do you have anyone else? Because there's another name here that
1: is uh, David Johnson. Anyway. David Johnson could be the sleeper once forgotten, with his price is so cheap. Like I I've been, I am such a up.
0: David Johnson truther. I'm sorry, Laquan, I'm in interrupting you, and I don't care <laughs> because everyone's like he's washed. I'm like, no, he's not. He's
1: not. I love him. <laughs> the Texans <laughs> are watched. If anything, you can say that. But we've seen running backs produce on a bad team before, and this is David Johnson. A hundred percent. The PPR upside is only reason why I've been grabbing him. Phil, Lindsay, yes, everybody's grabbing him like literally two to three rounds before, but I think you're making the wrong choice because Lindsay doesn't come with PPR upside. You're getting a guy, David Johnson, so late, like the 10th, 11th round, when Mm -hmm. we saw him produce as a PPR monster before now lindsey isn't that guy to be catching the balls like out of the backfield we saw him in denver he was the pound for pound like ground runner he's not the pass catcher we haven't seen him produce in that lane so you have a guy david johnson you paid let's not forget he was paid this year to stay for a longer contract so he's going to be used and abused and not to mention him and chris carson they averaged the same amount of points per game which was 15 points per game they both played 12 games last year so There you go. That's my case for David Johnson.
0: I love it. And don't forget, Houston still has a lot of justification left to prove for all of the decisions that they've made. And David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins is one of them. So Mm -hmm. I do agree with you there. I love David Johnson. I always have for various reasons, no matter what happens, I always believe in him. So I love that pick so much. I cannot even describe it to you. Okay, if it's all right with you, my friend, let's move on to tight ends. What do you say?
1: Now, tight ends. Now, I don't have many sleeper tight ends, but I'm gonna throw out Gerald Everett and Chris Herndon. I don't like Chris Herndon as a guy that I wanna mention too much because he's coming from the Adam Gates. So I'm gonna lump these two together. But Everett, you need to be grabbing match shares for the simple fact, We saw a tight end produce at a high level in that Seattle offense with Russell Wilson, and that's Jimmy Graham. They haven't had a tight end that had been able to be as great of a pass catcher since Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham was finishing top five, top 10, those back-to-back years, the second and third year, he was in that Seattle offense. So he was a touchdown monster as well. Gerald Everett is waiting for opportunity to be the guy which he has now as a tight end one to show that he is athletic. He's a great pass blocker as well. So he will be on the field more times than not. So therefore, for him going this late, certain stocks been rising a little, little bit. But I think Gerald Everett's is still like one of those sleepers that a lot of people are sleeping on because of his role with the Rams. So everybody's not believing of this big outburst that he's going to have. It's there. It's the offense that's going to use and abuse him. <clears throat> i thinking? like that
0: i really? like that because i think there's he's also getting reunited with that offensive coordinator too yes, I think there's some history going there yeah, yeah history, I, I like that that's a that's a real sneaky pick i like that as well i like chris herndon i've uh, always liked chris herndon
1: I only, um, put again, him there, I only put him there to break the gates curse we've seen it broken before with Kenyon drake you know with a uh, he Wolfson.
0: crushed no, as but, a rookie yeah. as a rookie tight end he crushed it So he's going to be with Kirk cousins in an offense that is missing Herb Smith with no Kyle Rudolph. I think that the Mm -hmm. opportunity is there as Mm -hmm. opposed to him trying to force opportunity in New York with the jets. So I do like Chris Herndon, but plus it's one of those late round, just take a flyer on. If it works, it works. If it doesn't waiver wire, no capital spent, no tears (laughs) shed. I love that. In fact, um, Definitely Gerald Everett was going to be one of my later round tight ends. I'm glad I didn't get that. Um, I mentioned his name before. Logan Thomas is one name that Mm -hmm. I like. He's going around the eighth, but I've seen him go much earlier. So he may be someone you might want to pass up on if you have some other other options, like a better running back, um, as opposed to Logan Thomas. But he's a name I like. Mike Isiky is another name that I like. Well, Mike G. Since, yes. Yeah, and since we're talking about no more Gerald Everett with the Rams, what about Tyler Higby? Like, why I am no
1: not a Higby. No, fan. I've been killing like, this night train for the last three. Oh years. man! Everybody that follows me, they know. Once Higby, or okay. Well, whatever. I'll <laughs> like
0: Tyler Higby and Deontay Johnson, and you can hate on both, and you do you. <laughs> you do you fine
1: harris jacob harris is the guy you need to be targeting in dynasty. whatever whatever in
0: in dynasty (laughs) yes i'm talking redraft Redraft, whatever i'm not touching another one i think is kind of interesting but i don't know if i would use him as my only tight end if you want to wait pass up on all the other tight ends and you might want to stack on like, let's say a Gerald Everett. I think one you can probably put with a, you know, Gerald Everett, if you want to try to switch them out based on a matchup, matchup dependency is going to be Rob Gronkowski. Yes. Yes. He's a a thing again, which I think is is. awesome. It's It's
1: weird though. He's like removed from like football drinking beer, wrestling, and then boom, he's back super bowl like what is yeah. going on i
0: don't know but that's what gronk does it gronk, gronk, gronk does as gronk does and it yes. is absolutely fabulous so there you have it guys those are some later round targets at the uh running back wide receiver tight end position uh, just some names get familiar with them these are guys that we really like to target in those later rounds that are murky and ugly and gross okay before we wrap up the show here laquan what i, I say which what matchup which matchup what are mm-hmm. which which one are you the most excited about for week one? And why?
1: I am excited for the Bills versus Steelers game. That is like one of the games on the schedule that it's gonna be electric. That's gonna be a game my mm-hmm. eyes are gonna be glued. For the simple fact I love watch Josh Allen play. Like it's something like really electric about him. Like it's something that just attracts me to all the Bills games now. And obviously I'm a Rams fan. This is the only team, other team like I'm like committed to watch just because of Josh Allen. But then on oh, the yeah. flip side of that, you have Deontay Johnson. I have max shares of him if nobody knows oh, that. do you? Yeah, do I you have max I do.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: Sure you do. I, I want to see him turn up. I want to see him, you know, put up big points like week one. Like I want him to have the confidence, set the tone for the rest of the season. We're not worried about the drops. If you are listening to this, we are not worried about your drops. They do not matter. It don't matter. Do you see the volume this guy gets? Follow the volume. That's all that matters. So Deontay Johnson is another reason why I am excited to see this week one matchup
0: i was actually going to choose that one but my my neighbor also my very good friend who i loathe and detest during the football season is a no like just ginormous steelers fan so i couldn't in my right cantankerous mind yeah. pick the bills and Steelers game just to give him the satisfaction of knowing that i'm really looking forward to watching yeah his play. even though i love Najee harris and i love deontay johnson i just mm-hmm. have to make sure i show absolute disdain when he's around i don't even know if he's watching this video but i really do <laughs> like that pick i'm gonna go low-hanging fruit i'm such a nice person aren't i i'm like yeah. my best friend i'm gonna make him really mad like i swear yeah. i'm a nice person <laughs> okay but my matchup is gonna be low-hanging fruit I, I don't really care but give me the thursday night football game give me that very first one give me Dak oh, press yeah. Pres- give me Dak prescott coming back <laughs> right there in that dallas what you say all the way down there? You have to Tampa. talk
1: in that voice the next episode. Then I time will.
0: Time. I just do it the whole time, and I'm like, "Oh my god, David, <laughs> So I can't." No, so yeah, with Dak Prescott back, the Dallas Cowboys against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday night—the very first game to open up the 2021 season. I don't think you could ask for two better teams to really oh, it's pick like the a toss. playoff game. It, it really is. It's going to be very exciting. I can't wait to see. Just how much the the Buccaneers have grown, which sounds so silly because they just won the Super Bowl. But, like, they were kind of freshly together, you know what I mean? Like, I want to see how they've, like, I want to see how they've grown. I want to
1: see Antonio Brown, too. I want to see I do, too.
0: He's another late-round target I should have (laughs) added. Darn it, we're bad. Okay, yeah, Antonio Brown is another one you should go for. Skip Evans, Skip Godwin, go for Antonio Brown. I love that because his value is just through the roof. Yeah, I want to see Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, he's nuts. (gasps) And I wanna see Ezekiel Elliott come back and make a statement. You know, oh, he's he's shredded. Like he's washed. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna do, he's shredded do, do now. great. He's I'm helping. excited to see Michael Gallup. I'm excited to see Mark Cooper, CeeDee Lamb. I'm excited to see all of the both of these teams, all of these players. Plus, I'm just excited it's gonna be football again and it's going to be yeah. super it's- duper awesome. Well, thank you so much, Laquan, for joining me yet again and shickering with me like. Brothers and sisters will do here on Mayo Media Net. So tell everyone if they don't know already, which you should, but if they don't, where can they find you and what are you working on this season?
1: Uh, you can find me everywhere on social media Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, even Facebook still somehow. But um, real deal fantasy, I'm basically there. You can Google the name Laquan Jones. I'll be the first one to pop up because I think my name's kind of rare. No i think a lot of people other people have it but well, anyway. the only thing
0: that popped into my head is that i'm not the only stepmom lauren but luckily i got her to page two so you know
1: don't rules, don't you
0: not safe for work oh, my not son me.
1: just uh, walked in the basement hold on buddy
0: great timing great timing. but
1: yeah you can find me everywhere <laughs>
0: you so much laquan again go find a real deal fantasy everyone i am lauren carpenter stepmom lauren thank you so much for joining us for this video have a wonderful weekend good luck in your drafts remember prizepicks.com promo code mmn go ahead check out that 7-eleven challenge it's easy it's going to be super fun it is a season-long thing i cannot wait to see you guys again which you will be hearing from me probably on monday And then that's like only a few sleeps away until real football on Thursday night. Everybody good luck in your drafts this weekend. If you're having them and we will see you soon.